I love that song. I don't know if we ever talked about it before, but that song, our theme song, is just literally, it came programmed into the mixer. It was the first button we ever hit. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. It is. (laughs) You can't beat it. Um, yeah, I think we we tried for a while to find something better, but we were like, you yeah. know, we just went we just went back to it. <laughs> yeah, we went through like uh, the YouTube where you can download the music off YouTube and stuff. <laughs> but she was like, "What about that one button on the mixer? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect." <laughs> so, and so there's probably other people in the you know somewhere probably who not, use that. Yeah, same. probably not the only <laughs> podcast that was just like didn't bother to find anything better than the pre-programmed uh, mixer stuff. Um, so hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Total War Podcast. Uh, my name is G and joining me as always is my friend and co-host Andy. Hey, how's it going people? Um, so yeah, before we get into anything too deep, uh, Mm -hmm. Andy, um, what was it? Just, just this last weekend we went to, uh, VCW match with uh, Tim from all the WrestleManias. Oh my gosh. It was, it was, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. We had awesome seats. Like couldn't get better. Yeah. I've never, um. So what would, I guess that, that would just be considered like a local wrestling yeah, tournament yeah. or something. Um, I mean, you know, I think everyone's familiar with, uh, you know, all the big, the uh, Hulk Hogan, the big, and, yeah, yeah, the big battles that you see, um, all over pay-per-view and everything. This is that only on a much smaller scale. Um, and they have more, at more local venues and everything. I would imagine, uh, every major or, you know, every city and state has their own, uh, version of this but right and, and i think like tim was saying when, when we, uh, we were talking earlier is uh like before the big stuff like you know the the wwe and all that like everything that you see on pay-per-view and whatnot like that was the norm it's just like you know all right. these like cities and towns had their own little pro, you know wrestling thing where they would you know back in the day like the 20s and 30s and 40s they, you know they would have these shows at, at, at like state fairs and stuff you yeah know, and that's before it where um anyone that you see you know, in the big, the Andre, the Giants, and the the Rock, and every all those guys started, you know, at this this VCW level of, mm-hmm. um, you know, or if it wasn't just for your state, like I think they, you know, the all the WrestleMania guys are talking about how they would travel the circuits and um, build their popularity that way. Like they all started at the bottom and worked yeah. their way up to yeah. to superstardom. Um, so yeah, no, that was pretty cool. That was a good time. Uh, we might uh, do a do an episode just talking about that um, whole event and. Uh, Tim said if we decide to do that, he would definitely uh, join us as a guest. Yeah, yeah, I would enjoy that. That'd be good. Um, and then, um, dude, also before we really get serious, mm-hmm. like, uh, like, just <laughs> like, last night. Like, we plan on getting serious. <laughs> yeah. Like, how serious does the Turtle War podcast get? <laughs> it's going to get pretty intense. <laughs> before we get, like, down to business. Yeah. <laughs> like zero business on this podcast. <laughs> Before we start talking about <laughs> Greaser Craig and Mechanic, <laughs> you know the real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff we, that keeps you up at night. Before we let y'all in on on the on how much <laughs> two middle aged guys still watch <laughs> Winnie the Pooh cartoons. <laughs> Before we get into all that, um, no, but I just uh, I think it was just last night or the night before I finished um, uh, Boardwalk Empire. Okay. With Steve Shamey on HBO. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know, have you watched any of that yet? I have not seen that, but I love Steve Buscemi as an actor. Yeah. Like he's he's that, it, which is weird because like I think that's probably what one of the things he's really known for right now, currently as we speak, is probably that. Um, um, I mean, obviously possibly. going back into his earlier career, there's all kinds of stuff. But like 
right now, probably, you know, if you were to ask like one thing Steve Ushimi is in, like a lot of people would say Boardwalk Empire because yeah. I know it's a popular show. Well, it's but, funny you say that you like him as an actor because that I've, if you like him as an actor, I would mm-hmm. definitely recommend watch Boardwalk Empire because he's very good in it. Because when I think of Steve Buscemi, I think of mainly like the roles he plays in like Adam Sandler movies and stuff, you know, where right. he's just like this weird looking goofy it, guy. He was super good in um, the, the uh, Miracle Workers. Like, okay. Well, and yeah. it was so freaking funny. Like, I didn't know he had that, like, because he's always been kind of a little bit like the comic relief in a mm-hmm. lot of stuff, but not like just straight comedy. Like, he you know, just... You know, he's usually kind of a, a side character that does like comedic stuff. But in in um in that, he really kind of shine. They shine his own you know spotlight on his on that side of yeah. him, which was cool. Yeah, and that's um. So he's definitely. I mean, he he's got some one liners and stuff, and he says some he says some funny stuff in this. But I mean, he's 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 a mob boss, mm. and he's straight up. But I mean, you know, he's played mobsters before. Like I know he was uh, Tony Soprano's cousin. So, and so this stuff, is a pretty and, serious role for him. Yeah, it was pretty serious. Wow. Role. Okay. And like season one, you're like, man, he's. Like, I know he does bad things, and he's, you know, because during Prohibition and everything, like, season one, you're like, yeah, he does, like, some bad stuff. Dude, season two, like, he takes out some characters that are main, like, you know, some of his main guys, and, like, right. even even when it's happening, like, he's standing there with the gun and stuff, and uh, you're watching it, and you're like, all right, I mean, this is, like, his boy. Like, he, like, drove to another state to get this guy and, like, bring him back into the fold, and you're like, this, this is not, and then, like, it happens, Dang. and you're like, what? And, I mean, his character, as even though he seemed, he's... He's so nice and good-hearted and does, like, all these really good things about the show. But then you see the other side of him, and you're like, this dude is, like, he, he's a sociopath. He has, mm. like, no, like, even though he seems like he's, like, such a nice, you yeah. know, like, he just does so many nice things for people. No, he's a straight-up killer. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's a, but it's a really good show. And um, I have, I've, like, I, a lot of people I work with, I always hesitate to, to tell them, like, oh, man, you should go check out Boardwalk Empire because it's, like, so good because... Um, when you, you start watching it and um, it's, I mean, and I know it's true to the, to the time and everything, but it's mm-hmm. very, um, very negative towards like women and stuff right. and very negative about other races and everything. Um, and again, it's like, yeah, that's true to the time. It, it takes place in the twenties, right? Or yeah. 30s, right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like it ends in the twenties. It starts in, um, well, I mean, it kind of jumps around the time frame. Yeah. But yeah, I, I it, feel ends, like in it if, ends when the stock market crashes. Right. Okay. So like 1929. So like if you, if you do a show that takes place in that era exactly. and, you're, and you're not talking about how bad people were to like minorities and women, like, right. then you're not being true to that era. You know? And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it, it's a true to true to the time. Like that's that's how people were. But still, it's hard yeah. to um, to For recommend it to some of your that, right, right. Yeah, to some of your friends and be like, man, you got to check this out. And then they start watching it. And you're like, this is the shit he told me to check out. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that, that it reminds me of. Um, what's uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Where yeah. like, that took place around the same time period. And it's like, yeah, they didn't they didn't try to skip past the fact that like the 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 KKK and stuff. You know, they went there. Right. Like, it's like if you're gonna do something that takes place in that time period, that was a prominent part of right. of living in that. And that's time, another example. You know? It's really good movie. And, like you want to tell, but like I want to tell everyone to watch this. But at the same time, you're like, okay. But a disclaimer, like yeah. I yeah. am not a, like I'm opposed to the KKK or anything, right? But you know, it was a part of American history; like it did happen, right? So you can't gloss over it. Um, but anyways, Boardwalk Empire, I highly recommend watching it. Um, it kind of lulled in the middle, like many shows do. But mm-hmm. even though the last season was kind of weird, um, so it's two seasons, five seasons. Uh, oh, five seasons. Yeah, dang. Um, but the the all the way right up to the very end, when you find out what's going on with these certain characters throughout uh-huh. the whole, they do this weird flat. The whole fifth season is like this flash between um, Steve Buscemi's character's name is Nookie, and Nookie's past and his present, and it's going, and it's almost like like 
you almost want to stop watching it. You're like, I don't know if I like the way this is filmed and everything. Mm. And then, um, but dude, it's, <laughs> it's worth, worth uh, no, it's one of those things where like sticking with it. Uh, yeah. Like the finals, you know, like sort of like one of those final scenes and you're like, Oh man, everything just got tied together. And I don't know if I'm happy about it, but that was freaking good. <laughs> so yeah, let's uh, check that one out. And, um, dude, like the Richard Harrow, this guy they introduced, he's like, uh, he was in the war and he mm-hmm. got it, like half his face shot off and everything. But he talks very much like Darth Vader, and he's yeah. he's like they, like he became throughout the series one of my favorite characters, probably in, in any sort of fictional thing that I've ever seen. Like, so that's the character's name. Is it like a well-known actor or anything? I don't even know the actor at all. Okay, um, but yeah, his name is uh, is Harrow or Richard mm-hmm. Harrow, and he was a sniper in the war. Mm-hmm. And man, he's. He's like cool, and he's he's like a he's like a trained killer. Like some of these guys are like um, politicians and businessmen, and they're all you know like the show introduces um, uh, Al Capone is in it. Oh, nice! He's a main character in the, and then eventually they introduce uh, J Edgar Hoover and all these other guys that are from that time. Oh, really? So, so he's so Steve Buscemi plays a fictional character that's like that's very much in the real world of what was going yeah. on at that time. I assume he's fictional. I mean, I don't know that his character could be based on someone, but as right. far as I know, he's a fictional character. But um, but yeah, a lot of the other characters they, they introduce real people, which may, just uh, makes it cooler. Like, yeah. Everyone like, yeah. oh snap, Elliot Ness is in this. Oh, snap. Mm. <laughs> and you know, like all that's really cool. But um, so yeah, this one character uh. Richard, he's he's just like like I said, all the other, a lot of the other people are gangsters, but uh-huh. you know the gangsters are just like either businessmen who just out of necessity have started like you know busting heads, or they're just guys who grew up in the street, and the, the, very few of them are like efficient killers. And this right. guy Richard yeah. is like a freaking killer, like he's, but he's also quiet and he's a background guy and he's mm. just always, but it's like when he gets involved, it's like. Um, you know, there's one character that like multiple people try to kill, and it's like he that you can't nobody like they keep attempting to kill him, and he doesn't get killed. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I won't give any details to who he is because um, I almost said like he's the guy who runs the whatever. <laughs> right. I don't want to spoil it in case anyone watches it, but you know, eventually he does something to someone that that guy Richard throughout the show cares about, mm. and you're like, oh, dude, he just killed that person. You're like, that's not, and then. Um, you know, as the, the, the guy's getting ready for dinner and he opens the doors, there's Richard, boom, oh. shotgun. And it's like, I don't know, it's just so many scenes where, like, one, one searcher gets involved. I mean, he kills, like, houses full of people, just, like, going through with, like, guns and guns. And, like, yeah. oh, he's a really cool character. And uh, I don't know, there's very few characters from the beginning of the show that are still in it by the end. Oh, really? Yeah, so like, it's, it's like a Game of Thrones type thing where you never know who's going to so. die. Like, yeah. he, like, the main ones could die. People <laughs> just kill him like crazy. I mean, let's say, like, there was, like, a total of like 40 main characters throughout the whole show. Uh-huh. By the end of them, there's probably five Dang. like that. You still, you know, that you're it's like, like worse than game of Thrones. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Like, uh, yeah, it's, you know, by the end of it, there's only a couple guys, there's a couple guys sitting at the table by the end of it, you know, and uh-huh. they're like, they were in at the beginning, they were in at the beginning, they've worked their way up. But I mean, all your favorite characters are mm. not in it anymore. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, so yeah, that was, that's what's on my mind lately all the time because I, it, you know, I had, I worked my way through five seasons of it in like a couple of weeks. Um, mm. And it's funny too, because and I, I don't know if we, I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, I'm very uh, influenced by things that I watch, you know, right. like uh, um, just the, you know, it affects like my emotions or like my mentality or whatever, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. like, I remember as a kid running around outside in my, in the field at my mom's house after watching the old um, 
I think it was like 1985 Captain America or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like running around doing stuff. And like my sister yells out the door. She's like, you're not Captain America. And I was like, how did she know? <laughs> how did she know that's what I was? <laughs> you know, ever since then, um, anything. So I've always thought like if I ever get like really depressed or something, right. I need to just go watch a really funny movie. And yeah. then like my subconscious will sort of like leech onto these like really so, positive characters. Yeah, like, so you've never lost that imagination of like getting into those those characters. Because yeah. like as a kid, I guess a lot of kids do that kind of thing. But right. like, you know, I don't, I don't know if at some point we just kind of lose that sense of imagination, you know, but it's cool. It's still, you still can kind of get in, get into yeah. the characters in that way. Yeah. And so, but like almost too much, like if I, like if I ever feel bad or something, if I'm like, like I would go watch like, you know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure or something and like Pee Wee uh, is so, <laughs> or like a weird outing or something. Someone right. who's like so ridiculously... Like, then like by the end of it then i'm like all pumped up and feeling like them and stuff yeah. but so you know last couple of weeks i've been watching boardwalk empire and everyone's you know effing this and i'm gonna have so like in my head like when i when i'm driving to work or something like thinking like i gotta do this like all my inner monologues i like realize i'm like, <laughs> like gangster stuff like like, like uh, al capone or something like, that's not how i talk in real life at all <laughs> but that's just how my inner monologue sounds because right. it rubs off on me so easily um so anyways boardwalk empire uh i definitely recommend checking that out if you're looking for something good to watch that you don't mind, but, uh, it's yeah, like I guess borderline like, depressing how much, <laughs> how realistic some of the violence is. But, mm. but as always, none of that is what we we're actually <laughs> we're talking about. Um, before we started uh, our last episode was uh, we it was our one year anniversary and we did mm -hmm. a sequel to uh, our first episode, which was Rubble Rubble, and we did. Yeah, and that's what's been on my mind for like, <laughs> like the last week. <laughs> so we did a sequel to, to Rubble Rubble, which was it was Rubble Rubble to Encino Grimace. Encino Grimace, yeah. So we were just you know usually usually there's not a lot of we've mentioned before there's not a lot of scripting or anything because no, we're just like hey yeah, what do you want to talk about today? So just a, a, a warning like. Um, if you've just just discovered our podcast and you've gone straight to this episode, you got to back up. Like here's the, here's the pre the prerequisites to this specific episode that we're on. Um, you got to check out Encino Man. Uh, check <laughs> check out like maybe you probably don't have to watch any of the Flintstones movies, the live action Flintstones movies, but you guys at least have to, have be, to aware be aware that that, that, uh, that okay that. So probably most of the, most if not all of the people watching are aware that there's an actor named Alec Baldwin. Some might not be aware that he has a brother named Stephen Baldwin who was in some. He kind of peaked in the like early '90s as an actor, I guess. And one of his roles was uh, was Barney Barney Rubble. And peaking for his career, it's not like standard Hollywood peaking. Like, like peaking like he he got nominated for an Oscar, not right. that kind of peaking. Peaking like the top as of his in he played Barney Rubble, still pretty in a, in a live action Flintstones movie. I've never been a fan of Stephen Baldwin. I have no secrets. I mean, I like. The, I, th I th honestly like. Speaking of peaking, I thought his best role was Biodome. Like, I legit enjoy Biodome a lot. Like, I enjoy Biodome. It's, it's kind of like it's um, probably one of my top ten favorite comedies. I would say that. It's funny because uh, you know we're talking about these movies uh, and cinema and stuff that had Brandon Fraser in it and everything. Uh -huh. And forever, I think until um, I don't know what movie turned the corner for me, but uh, Brandon Fraser was one of those like. There's something about like his face. There's, I was like, I don't like this guy. I like everything I've ever seen him in. Uh -huh. Like you know, I loved Blast from the Past, and I loved that movie where he was the what was it, like the natural or something. Where he played baseball, oh, or yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. I'm like, I love everything he's in, but just when I see this guy, he just, I, I like him now <laughs> as an actor. Yeah, but I remember for years, like I couldn't get over it. Um, that's kind of how, how like Biodome was. I was like, I really like this movie. I really don't like Alec or Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. But I never got to the point where I'm like, but he's okay. Polly Shore rubs a lot of people along, and I didn't even realize this at the time. Like I, I did some research for Rubble Rubble. 
like, like when we did Rubble Rubble Two, mm-hmm. I just happened to like Google Poly Shore or look at him, look at him up on Wikipedia or something because I was considering doing a Rubble Rubble Three. Mm-hmm. Like apparently he's one of the least favorite actors of a lot of people. Like he got Razzie Awards, which is like worst actor. Like I think he won worst actor of like 1990 whatever for his role in like Biodome or something. He does have a weird. Um because a lot of people get typecasted as a character or something. He developed this character where he was the weasel. He, he, and, and that's not his real personality. But right. He plays that same character in every, he never, and he kind of, I feel like, off of that. I mean, I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but I kind of feel like he typecasted himself in that role yeah. of a character that he created. He totally did. But, that, but like that character just, for me, that character works. Like I find, I enjoy watching Polly Shore movies. I'm just yeah. going to put that out there right now. Like, a, <laughs> like apparently a lot of people don't like, this is something I found out recently. A lot of people just hate Polly Shore and yeah. despise his movies. And that same character that he plays in every movie, I find him endearing. So that's just me. Um, no, I, I agree. I'm a I'm a fan of Polly Shore, but uh, I remember Krista and I were watching. Um, it's not Fear Factor. It's um, there's one. It was Stephen Baldwin hosted. Oh yeah, a yeah. Season of this show, um, um, Fear. It was something where it's one of those reality shows from like the early really 2000s, elaborate, right? Yeah, they said like these really elaborate things where people get scared. And then, you know, like, but like, it's not like someone jumps out and scares you. It's like right. this whole thing where like they hire you to go clean a house or something and you go there and then like, it turns out that like the house is owned by a murderer and it's like, he's really elaborate. It's, it's like punked, but only yeah. fear based. I forget the name of that one, but he has done a lot of that kind of thing over the years. Like since, you know, Biodome and, and you know, and the, yeah. the kind of movies that he was, that he but was the in the one 90s. episode that uh, <laughs> I was like, no, it was, it was really funny. And also, um, I was like, well, that pretty much sums up Stephen Baldwin's career in my mind is um, when, you know, this lady, like, uh, he played, like, Mr. Big or something, and, like, mm-hmm. he was, like, a gangster, and he had these, and um, this lady, see, they, like, come in, and they, like, shoot someone, and she's freaking out because she thinks she's going to get killed or whatever, and he's, uh, he's asking, she's, like, screaming and everything, he's like, are you scared? And she's like, yes, I'm scared, I'm freaking scared, and he's like... He like takes his hat off or something. He's like, "Are you still scared?" And she's like, "Yes, oh my god! Like, I've, uh, you scared me. Like, if that was your goal, then you scared me." And like takes off his sunglasses. And he's like, "Are you still scared?" And she's like, "Oh my god, Mister Big, yes, I'm freaking scared. Like, like seriously, like, please don't kill me or something." And he's like, "Then finally, he's just like, we shouldn't be because I'm Stephen Baldwin and this is a practical <laughs> joke show." But it was so funny because he kept trying, like, you know, like first his hat, then his glasses, and like he kept waiting for her to see like his movie star smile and be like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh, snap it's steep but at no point done. she <laughs> was like happened. no clue who this guy was and he's kept saying so it just seemed like super creepy instead of like yeah. instead of funny saying, are you scared <laughs> she's like yes how about now so it's like a Still silence scared. of the lambs thing or something yeah, exactly <laughs> it didn't work for him at all which i, mean, I thought summed up his career perfectly because like i said even like he's like wearing a mask and then he takes a mask off and they're like should that mean something <laughs> <laughs> like that's the weird thing though is that just you just reminded me like for like a split second when um uh, the usual suspects came out he was in that oh that's right and he it's was. like he had a li- like i could have seen his career going a totally separate way after that movie yeah like that he he played a legit like that was a solid role that yeah. he played solidly in, no, if you haven't true. seen the usual suspects, like this isn't supposed to be a Stephen Baldwin episode <laughs> <laughs> of the Turn of War podcast, but check out the if, like check out the usual suspects if you want to have any idea of whether this guy is actually a legit actor or not. For some, he was in that. I don't know what happened to his career, but like he can act. That shows you 
how good that movie was. Though, yeah, yeah, true that. Yeah, and, and the director and all that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the fact that they were able to have Stephen Baldwin play like a good role. So much so that I don't even remember. I'm like, that was a good movie. He wasn't like, in that. You don't remember that he was in? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that. Yeah, maybe that does say more about the fact that there was that you. No, that's so true. That's so well directed. If, yeah, written. that now that you said that, I got to give him a little more respect than I normally would. Um, because Usual Suspect is. An amazing movie, yeah. and he actually was really good in it. Yeah, so props to Stephen Ball yeah. <laughs> to get into the nitty gritty. So, um, so yeah, this 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 episode involves Stephen Baldwin, Paulie Shore, Brendan Fraser. It also involves Rick Moranis, Rick Moranis, and as well as um Sean Astin, who we, yeah. we had trouble remembering last time, but he's also he was also in in um in Encino Man. So um so and the, the, da, 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 grimace. <laughs> Don't forget. Exactly the the grimace of all grimaces. Actually, I think <laughs> he's the star of this episode of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I think, um, based on how the last movie ended, I think uh-huh. part three would be a really uh, grimace heavy movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we but we got to back it up a little bit. Um, so what I, you know, I'm just kind of trying to piece together, like over the last week, because we did we recorded um, the Rubble Rubble two a week ago. Mm-hmm. Over the last week, I've been trying to piece together this movie because the whole the whole you know premise of the podcast is we were making up a theoretical movie um, that stars like uh, these various characters who wanted to like get, you know break into like break back into Hollywood, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, Paulie Shore and Sean Astin apparently, and um, Brendan Fraser apparently. But uh, the thing is. Um, they did a they did a movie called Encino Grimace that's kind of loosely based on Encino Man, and if you haven't seen Encino Man, watch the Encino Man because you got to see Encino Man before you even listen to this. But it, like the beginning of Encino Man, like we is um it's Brendan Fraser and like his caveman girlfriend. They're back in the Stone Age, and then they get like they go into a cave or something. They're chilling in this cave, and then they get trapped in an avalanche. Fast forward to the 1990s, and then Polly Shore and Sean Astin dig them up or one at a time out of a pool. And then, you know, so we were discussing that and we were like, okay, well, the origin story has to be a little different because it has to, grim- has to have Grimace in it because they did Grimace out of the pool. So let's back it up just a little more. The original, the first Rubble Rubble was um, we came up with the idea for a movie where um, Rick Moranis and Stephen Baldwin, the last movie, the last roles they each of them ever played was Barney Rubble in mm-hmm. live action um, Flintstones movies. So then we said, now they make a movie where it's uh, it's called Rubble Rubble because it's got both of them both playing Barney Rubble. And then through a series of events, you can go back and listen to the episode, but through a series of events, Grimace was also the Barney Rubble yeah, of that so universe. I'm glad you backed it up that far because I want to put this in, like part of my goal in this episode of the Show Rubble Podcast <laughs> is to put this entire Rubble Rubble franchise in chronological order as like a, as a screenplay, basically. Right. So, so here's how this works. Um, the origin of the Rubble Rubble story is, like you said, it's um, Rick Moranis and Stephen Baldwin. They play. They each play Barney Rubble. They. Um, it's kind of like a multiverse, like we, where each of them comes from their own dimension. Like they're each a Barney Rubble in their own dimension. And Grimace is also a Barney Rubble in his dimension for whatever reason. Like he's not named Barney Rubble. He doesn't look like Barney Rubble, but he's the equivalent of Barney Rubble in his own dimension, which right. is like the McDonald's dimension, which is actually this, this dimension. Mm-hmm. Like this is the in our dimension that we live in. Grimace is is Barney Rubble. Mm-hmm. So they all come together, 
And it turns out that, like, you know, all the all the Barney these three Barney Rubbles get together in the same dimension. However, that works. I don't know how they even opened a dimensional portal. We never really got into that. But they find out that Grimace can only that that if if one of them dies, if one of these Barney Rubbles dies, then all of them die. It's not like in like um, like Kang the Conqueror where he can just go around killing other Kangs, or like Highlander where he can go around killing other Highlanders. Like if one of them die, they all die. That's the end. So they have to keep Grimace alive because Grimace can only eat McDonald's hamburgers. And there's no McDonald's hamburgers in the Stone Age, which right. is where they are. So they decide that the best way to keep Grimace alive is to freeze him uh, like in solid ice so that he stays alive until modern right. times when he, can, he can, when he can eat McDonald's hamburgers. And then they, so that pretty much sums up Robo Robo. Then in the second one, you find uh -huh. out that, that they figured out the best way. They, they couldn't just freeze him. They couldn't just like... Drop him in ice and let, mm -hmm. let him slowly freeze like you would freeze anything. Like he had, he had to be flash frozen. Yeah, like he had to be an instant. I mean, otherwise, he'd probably find it so torturous that he'd run. He'd be like, "No, this isn't how I want yeah. to." Get. You know, he'd like he wouldn't let him just like slowly pack ice around him until he right. freezes. Like, so I, like I wouldn't let someone do that to me. Yeah, like anytime you find a caveman or something, he's always just kind of like like something happened fast. Yeah, he, frozen. he got instantly or frozen. Like all those people in Pompeii who like they were still doing what they were doing. Yeah, have has seven quick. Yeah, so um, so the. Uh, trial and error. The Barney, the Barney Rebels is came up with because there were things. <laughs> trial and error. They tried to freeze him a couple times before this. <laughs> well, they're like, dang it. Trial and error of our conversation <laughs> <laughs> for the second movie, right? Because um, they they figured uh, they can't let him die. They can't let him starve. So they're going to freeze him mm. so that he can wake up in his own time somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like like randomly, he wakes up when there's McDonald's. The brief period of all of human history when McDonald's yeah. exists is when he's going to wake up. Yeah. So. Um, and then they come up with this thing where in order to do that, they fit, they took him to a ski resort because everything in the Flintstones is very futuristic. -y. Like right. they even have airplanes. So they probably have ski resorts. So they took him to a ski resort and caused, and that he thought they were out just having a good time skiing. The Barney, the Rubbles guys, they caused an avalanche, right. which, um, would be the best that that was basically an avalanche was the best thing they come up with just so that he would just be like, Bush, he's just to instantly flash freeze this dude. Blocked in, he's blocked in ice. Um, and, and so, and then what happens also is the two Barney Rubbles accidentally also get frozen in ice. Fast forward to our time to Encino Man. So, and the reason, um, so that's why, that's why Encino Man got pulled into it because, um, that's how Grim or Grimace ends up getting, um, found is that, uh, Polly Shore and, um, Sean, Sean Aston, you know, this is 20 years or whatever after they've dug up Brendan Fraser. Mm -hmm their friend link and he's now like because he learned english and he got smart and everything he's like the ceo of a company and he still lives next door to them but he's like the major ceo to a company and they're still losers who live in whatever whatever uh garage or whatever they lived in in, in the original movie and they go they're gonna dig him a pool and that's when they find they dig up and find um grimace right and it, um, and it turns out that brendan fraser was also there like that's how because in Encino Man, if you haven't seen Encino Man, Brendan, they, they, Sean Astin and Polly Shore find Brendan Fraser trapped in ice. He's a caveman trapped in ice. Mm -hmm. So it turns out, in our, in our version of the story, it turns out that he was there on the ski slope with Grimace and the Barney Rubbles. Because he That's knew how he got trapped in the ice. He lived in the same neighborhood as right. Barney Rubbles. So, so, and I was thinking about it. Like, we were saying that he was chasing the Barney Rubbles. He was chasing Grimace down the slope. Like, I think if he saw Grimace, he would try to run from him, from Grimace. So I thought we had said he saw him in... The neighborhood and was stalking grimace that's why he was at the ski slope oh, yeah yeah 
So what were you going to say, though? But, like, I was thinking, it might make, because if you were a caveman and you saw Grimace, you'd be mm-hmm. terrified, probably. I mean, I was, <laughs> I'd be terrified now. <laughs> like, if, if McDonald's wasn't a thing, maybe, like, the fact that I recognize Grimace, like, if Grimace were to walk in the door right now, I'd be like, oh, it's Grimace from McDonald's. It's super weird, but it's still Grimace from McDonald's. Like, that's yeah. kind of cool, a little bit. But if I'd never seen a McDonald's commercial in my life and didn't know who Grimace was, and then he walked in the door, I'd walk out, I'd run out the other door. Like, I'd probably call 911 and be like, you know. Yeah, like, if you could even fit in the door, like, yeah, we're sitting here, and all of a sudden. He's all grabbing himself to the door. Like, <laughs> he just, like, comes around the corner, he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, so, like, if, if a caveman sees that, they'd be terrified. Yeah. So, I'm thinking that, like, Brandon Fraser probably saw Grimace coming down the slope, and then, like, he was on a ski trip with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. because his girlfriend's also an Encino man he was on a ski, ski trip with his girlfriend and they saw Grimace and then they they just booked it out like they were trying to ski they were trying to get away from him right when the avalanche happened so then th- that brings me back to the movie Encino man like the opening scene is where you see Brendan Fraser and his caveman girlfriend like how they get trapped in the ice in the first place they're just mm-hmm. chilling in a cave and this avalanche happens but like in our version of it um he's on the ski slope with Grimace and I'm like okay well wait a second like, that wouldn't make sense in the Encino Man movie, the original Encino Man movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if that was the beginning. You just see, you see Brendan Fraser in the, back in the caveman days skiing down this mountain, and you see Grimace skiing down the mountain, like, behind him or whatever, and then he gets trapped in an avalanche, flash forward to now, and then there's the rest of the Encino Man movie where they're just, like, ch- chilling in malls in the 90s. And right. never, never once again did they mention Grimace. Like that would, you know, I would find that a little bit bewildering. Like I would think the audience would probably be like, "What? Wait, what? You know, what happened to Grimace? Like that was Grimace McDonald's, like in the first scene, and you never see him again, mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe at the end. <laughs> Instead of dig- like at the end of Encino Man, if you haven't seen it, they dig up his like they dig up his girlfriend, or he's mm-hmm. his girlfriend comes out of the ice, and then they they like rebond and all this after all this time. But like, what if Grimace comes out of the ice at the end of it, instead of his girlfriend? Yeah. Like Grimace comes out and like they see all these weird paintings of French fries and stuff <laughs> on, in the bedroom. <laughs> like, like that's kind of weird. Like someone, someone's in this house and they're obsessed with the McDonald's, and then they see Grimace, but he's all still dripping wet and stuff. And then or like they, um, cause I, think I remember there was a scene where like he like slowly opens either the bathroom or the bedroom or something, and she's sitting there all covered in mud and stuff. Oh, and yeah, yeah. He's just like, holy. <laughs> <laughs> but like so i don't know but, but i guess that's is, because they don't dig them up they don't dig them up two years later so let's say that all happened mm-hmm. but then the audience like back in the 90s when encino man came out everyone was like but why is grimace in it like why like i swear to god that little that purple dude that was in the background in that one scene right chasing him down the mountain that looked like grimace skiing. from mcdonald's and why was brendan fraser skiing because <laughs> they don't explain. Oh, yeah, they don't explain that he's in the. He lives in the house uh, in the in the Flintstones very, world. In very modern Flintstones. Yeah, they're like that. None of that made sense. So yeah. then, so then, like that's the the um situation. Never right, they never addressed it in the movie. So then the situation is right for Polly Shore and Sean Astin to step in and be like, "We'll make a part two where we explain all that." This right. is how it happens because Rubble Rubble came out where they actually had uh, Grimace get frozen in ice. Well, so if all that was there though. Uh, is this like has is this a Hollywood plan? Like, did they know? It was all. It's like it's kind of like um the the Marvel like cinematic universe where everything is movies. yeah where everything kind of like leads up to something, but this wasn't really exactly planned like that. It was just kind of like you know, when Cena Man came out back in the day. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, "Why is Grimace in it?" Because like, let's pretend for the purpose of this podcast that when Cena Man actually came out, like in the real world that we live in in this podcast, let's pretend that when Cena Man came out back in like nineteen ninety two or whatever, it had Grimace at the beginning. Right, like chasing Brendan Fraser down a mountain. So I'm saying, skis. What, um, who's the guy that runs uh, all the Marvel movies? Continuity. Um, the guy, where's the baseball cap? I don't know what the dude's name is. Uh, it's 
pretty badass. I, oh, no, dang it. Well, anyways, you guys. So we're like the equivalent of that for this for for the continuity of Encino Man. Well, for the sake of us making this movie, but so but in <laughs> for the sake of for the sake of continuity within the Turtle World universe, right? Of of um of rubble of the Barney the Flintstones. So we're movies, saying that this movie Encino Man in the theoretical rubble rubble movies. Like we're that we we have to take on that role for ourselves. But we're so we're saying that this movie was made uh-huh. in in the what's it called the Turtle War universe where yeah. so Polly Shore and Sean Astin have made this in the Rubble Rubble movie exists yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um and the Rubble 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 movie I guess came out way before uh-huh. um um it, it came out like the Encino man well or? it didn't it came out kind of recently like so, so the robo robo movie came out like when we recorded that episode that was in like i think that was around the time of the pandemic like we, it was one of the first episodes we recorded so that was like 2020 like let's say robo robo came out in 2020 so they made Encino man in like the 90s yeah 92 or something they made robo robo in 2020 uh-huh. And in Cena Man, they already were planning yeah. this. Well, they weren't really planning all this. They multiple. <laughs> were just like, let's have a grimace on okay. it. They didn't know why at the time. Oh. Like they they couldn't predict all this was going to happen. Yeah, they were like, there was like some Kevin Feige sort of guy who like uh, made no, it. no. They were just like in in the beginning of that movie when they were making that movie, writing the script. They were mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's just have him chill inside a cave with his girlfriend, and then this avalanche comes. And they were like, no, that's not that exciting. Yeah. Like we want to open this thing with excitement and weirdness that people won't understand. Like we want to blo- blo- like boggle people's minds. We want that. That should be the state of mind they should be in coming into this. So they're <laughs> like, like oh, I know well, what we could do. What are you thinking? They're like, everything you just said, but obviously Grimace Ski Bite. <laughs> <laughs> like, open the scene. They're like, uh, Brandon Fraser's character is on skis coming down a mountain. Look, You look in the back, like the camera comes to in front of him. You yeah. see behind him, there's this purple thing. It's a purple blob. You can't really see what it is, but you just barely make out. You're like, the audience is going to be like, is that Grimace? Is that Grimace from McDonald's? And they hear like a little bit, like it's like slightly in the background, like, I'm so hungry. I need to have a McDonald's hamburger. And then they, um, and then flash forward, and then there's the avalanche. Like that happens right then. then you, you, you slightly see some Ronnie Rubbles back there. Like you see, uh, <laughs> you see Rick Involved. You hear Grimace saying like, Barney Rubbles is, there's an avalanche. <laughs> get out of the way. We're all going to die. I'm the only one who's down here. <laughs> I hope I get frozen and then get hamburgers. The best case scenario, I wake up and then there's, I'm in a time with McDonald's hamburgers. It is like, I thought this was a small part. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like a two like, minute scene. Because Rob Rob have not even come out yet. So like, why? Like, why, why is that? Because like none of like none of what we talked about in Rubble Rubble has even happened yet, so they're like, wait, why? Like, why is why is he want McDonald's? Like, why are they yeah. doing Barney Rubble back there in a grimace? Like, he wants McDonald's hamburger. He's, and the guy who's like pitching, he's like, yeah, so and he's like all that, and they're like, um, then what? He's like, well, and then the movie, like then so like then he, goes he gets to, to Avalanche. Yeah, he comes to Southern California in 1992. Yeah, where Paulie Shore digs up Brandon Fraser's character. And then, but they're like, but what about Barney? Like, why is two Barney Ru- two? <laughs> why are there two Barney Rubbles in a grimace? Even just one Barney. Rubble. <laughs> like, like why? And like that's in the script. Like they can't just say like in the background we see two vaguely familiar yeah. characters. Like in the script, it has to say there's two characters that are Barney Rubble yeah. and one character that's grimace in the background in the scene. And one character on looks skis. like Stephen Baldwin. One <laughs> Like, even though I don't even know if that if the like I think probably the Stephen Baldwin because I think that came up before the, no the Rick Moranis one came up first I think I think that yeah, probably came up did. before Encino Man but the 
the Stephen Baldwin came out after. So, so then guy. they'd be like, why? They'd be like, wait a second. Why is there three characters in the background in this scene? This guy the opening scene of stuff. this movie. But they don't even know that yet. Like later they might find out. Like later the guy who like greenlighted the script in Cinema Man, despite all that stuff in the opening scene, mm-hmm. was like, man, this dude's just crazy. Like he's on crack. Why does he think that it's really appropriate for this scene to have like Barney Rubble and stuff? I'll do it anyway. Like that's how that movie comes out. But then like way later, like in 2020, when Rubble Rubble comes out, and this is all in the Turtle Wars universe, he's like, he's he like, let's say he watched that movie for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and then at the end of that movie, like in the last scene, or one of the last scenes, you see Stephen Baldwin and Rick Moranis and and Grimace going down the mountain on skis, mm-hmm. and then there's an avalanche, and he's like, what? They stole my scene. <laughs> yeah, because to him, you're just like, wait, that was like, that was just in the movie that I, I made that scene. So it wouldn't even it wouldn't even seem like a prediction. They would just seem like they just like took that out of um out of Encino Man. Mm. But it would still seem like it would he was like, Oh, they okay, they kinda made it make sense a little bit. So it did it never even made sense to him? No. He was okay. just well, obviously not. He was just like, Why like why am I making this movie? Because this was when he it definitely would not have made sense. Someone hands him a script. This is like the producer of of Encino Man. Mm-hmm. Or no yeah, of Encino Man. Someone hands him a script. And he's reading the script. He's like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. And he, but he then, like, last he reads the first part. Like, he didn't read it in order. Like, he's mm-hmm. just reading, kind of skipping around. And he reads the first part. He's like, okay, wait, why is, you know, two two Barney Rubbles, one played by Stephen Baldwin, one played by Rick Moranis, and a Grimace chasing this dude down the mountain. And he's like, you know what? The rest of it looks pretty cool. We'll go with it. Yeah. And then they made that. He's, like, he's like, every time someone asks him, like, but so why is Grimace and two Barney Rubbles? And he's like, what do you mean? And they're like... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, even acknowledge it. <laughs> I mean, like, you're not even supposed to know who they're. You're not even supposed to be able to tell who they are. Like the dude that wrote that, that's yeah, you know, not even, that's beyond that's Adam outside of my that's outside of my ballpark of what I think about. <laughs> like everyone else, everyone just kind of like okay, you know, they're okay. I mean, this is it's not like this is some like famous Hollywood dude. This is the producer of Encino Man. Like, right. He probably that might have been his last thing that he even did in Hollywood. And then like he's bagging groceries and everyone's like coming up to him, like not that they would recognize. him. <laughs> <laughs> like, Aren't the dude the who was the producer of Encino Man? That movie's so bad that now you're back in groceries. But still, I recognize you. What was the deal with that one? <laughs> <laughs> with two party rubbles and grimace. But, yeah, like, I mean, he's just like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> like like, when you first said that, I pictured like that's what he says while he's like covered in bling, you know, driving his limousine, and someone asked him that yeah. question. But then realistically, it's like no, he would pretty much just like people would think he's crazy because he's like it's it's called eccentric when you're like rich and crazy, right? But when you're riding groceries and crazy, it's like then it's a whole it's, it's a whole different, yeah, it's pretty much. People but, like, but that's what I picture everyone's uh, the um, everyone's response for any like the the director. Uh-huh. Actors, um, <laughs> like uh, when someone asked Stephen Baldwin, like, "Why were you at the beginning in the beginning of Encino Man?" He's just like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> Chase, <laughs> no, because you were in Encino Man, right? He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> I had a small role in that. No, like, not okay. a speaking role. I was skier number two. <laughs> <laughs> I was Barney Rubble skier number two. They're like right there, right? Why were you Barney Rubble skier number two? Why were you just? He's like, <laughs> like yeah, "What do you mean?" <laughs> that's just how. That's what. The, yeah, that's, 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 yeah. Um, that's how things work. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, look, I don't write the movies. I just like, act them. You can't ask why because that's the reality. Like, yeah, you know, it happened. You can ask, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, no, <laughs> there's no going back and saying, wait a minute, why would this happen? Because that's, re- that's the reality. That's the world you live in. And that's kind of like asking why is there gravity. 
Like it just is. You don't question it. <laughs> like, no, that's <laughs> it's make believe. <laughs> some, okay, but some people. I mean, pe- people test. People have run experiments to try to figure out why gravity is there. So it's okay to try and think about why Barney, why you played this role. Like I'm the person that, Bar- that Stephen Baldwin's talking to. Uh-huh. Like let's say he's just talking on the phone, or no, he's like someone. It was like an interview. Someone came up to him on the street. His career. Yeah, he's gonna be interviewed by this guy that he was like walking down the street, and this guy was like, "Yo, why was why were you, were you was that you in an Encino Man?" And he's like, "Yeah, I had a small role in that." And then they go from there. So he's explaining to this guy like, "Why would you even want to ask that?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably gets belligerent about it. He's like, "Yeah, maybe that was me. Like, I was, you know, needed some money." Like, yeah, but then when he says like, when he starts saying like, like you don't ask people why is gravity, and the guy's like, "It's a movie, man. Like, it's, it was make believe. Like, <laughs> someone made that." But then Stephen, I guess Stephen Ball's essentially like, "I'm not the one that made that decision. For me, like the script, I even read the script. It said Stephen Baldwin. It wasn't. It's not even like I tried out for this role. I didn't try out for the role of Barney Rubble on skis number two at the beginning of Encino Man. I didn't just get a script in my mail. They had this role, and I was like, oh, that's the perfect role for me. It said Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. They actually came to me. They came to me. Like, I got a call one day. (laughs) I was like, laying in bed. (laughs) Being awesome. They called me in the middle of the night. (laughs) Like, they knew what time it was in my time zone. It was like 2 in the morning. I was like, yes. I was fast asleep. <laughs> I got a phone call. And this was back in the day when you had to get up and get it. Like yeah. it wasn't just right by the bed. And, and they walk into the kitchen. Walk over there and say, hello, this is Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> and they were like. Because that's how I answer the phone. <laughs> and they were like, wait, I'm at the door actually. <laughs> I'm not on the phone. <laughs> so then I answered. I got a ring. Someone rang the doorbell at 2 in the morning. <laughs> His doorbell's ringing. It was Rick Moranis. And he was like. <laughs> I'm at the door, Doofus. It's like, hello. They were like, knock, knock. <laughs> knock, knock, you SOB. So then he, <laughs> then he went then he comes, to the door. He comes to the door and says, hello, this is Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> Baldwin residence. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin Steven here. <laughs> Steven, he said, he said, at the door. <laughs> What do you hear? Is that why you hear this hour? He just does. He still opens the door and says, "Baldwin residence." Stephen speaking. <laughs> just stands there. <laughs> like with his hand like up to his ear, like, like he's. For <laughs> he's not like, "Hi, how are you?" Uh, or nothing like that. They're like, "Okay, we got this script here. It's got your name on it. <clears throat> it literally does." Right here at the beginning. He's telling this to the guy who asked him this question. Yeah. Like, this is going back to like earlier, like when someone approached him, right. accosted him on the street and asked right. him about this. He's like, This is what happened. They were at my house with the script in their hands. They like pointed at where it said my name on the script. They were like, It says Stephen Baldwin <laughs> is playing Barney Rubble, chasing Brendan Fraser down this mountain yeah. or chasing Link down this mountain mm. in this opening scene of Encino Man. And then I was like, Okay, I can't, I can't turn that down. It's got my name right on it. They yeah. wrote this for, they wrote me into the script. So that's my answer to your question. They pointed at it and they said, Look, right here, Stephen Baldwin. I was like, That's me. <laughs> and they're like, You're playing this role in this movie. It's called Encino Man. You play Barney Rubble in it. You chase you chase this dude down the mountain. Well, actually you're chasing Grimace down the mountain. We don't know why. No, you're skiing happily. This is, this is actually how this is, happens. This is a briefly written scene. 
In the beginning, we see a man. We don't know. Like, this isn't the guy that wrote the script. Is talking to him. Is this the dude that they sent over to his house at two in the morning? They were like, "You need to go to Stephen Baldwin's house and get him and get him to play this role in this movie." So he went up there to Stephen Baldwin, and he's like, "This is what this says. It says that, that you and Rick Moranis are joyfully skiing down this mountain with uh, grimace." And then, then the actual main character of Encino Man, Link, who was played by Brendan Fraser, is in front. And he's, like, kind of trying to get away from Grimace. He's, like, trying to ski fast enough to where Grimace doesn't get anywhere near him. And Grimace is all talking about, like, wanting hamburgers. And Steve, and you and Rick Moranis are like, we're going to get you a hamburger, Grimace. Don't worry. You'll survive. You're not going to, you know, <laughs> if you die, we all die. Um, from there, like, that's your entire role in this. <laughs> we all die. So then I was like, okay, yeah, I took, this is like Stephen Baldwin talking. He's like, okay, yeah, I was cool with that. So I took the role and then like, here I am. So that, so that's basically how Encino Man opens and no one knows why. No one knows why it opened like that. But fast forward in 2020 when Rick Moranis and, and Stephen Baldwin get back together and we're like, you know what? That super weird scene. Like this is actually or how. When he goes and um, tries out for uh Flintstones to mm-hmm. Viva Rock Vegas, and he's like, you know, it's funny. This will be the second time I played Barney Rubble. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, when did you? Play? Were you in like Flintstones one? It's like young I was Barney Rubble. Cena man. Like, dude, we never even saw the Cena man. He's like, oh man, it had me in it. That's <laughs> <laughs> like for like ten seconds. So they're like, so then they, they made. So I guess when Rick Moranis and Stephen Baldwin got together and made the Cena man, it was kind of like loosely inspired by that scene. Like they're mm-hmm. like, you know, there has to be something to this. Like there's got to be more to the story. So then they make that whole backstory. And then um, Encino, man, Encino Grimace comes out, which brings, that's what brings the whole thing together. Like, because you still, even at the end of, um, of Rubble Rubble Part 1, you don't know that they get dug up by Polly Shore and Sean Astin. Right. You just think that he's frozen in time until whenever. So then they get dug up by Polly Shore and Sean Astin. Fast forward to a movie called Encino Grimace, which is also basically Encino Man Part 2, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, um, them playing older versions of the same characters. Then From there, it kind of gets into this weird thing where, like, none of them really understand why they dug up these people. Like, mm-hmm. Polly Shore and Sean Astin don't understand why they dug up, uh, like, um, two Barney Rubbles that one of them looks like Stephen Baldwin, the other <laughs> looks like uh, Rick Moranis. Right. And then, like, also, <clears throat> one thing that I thought was really weird that I wanted to touch on about the Robo Robo two that we did is like, they don't say like, you know, these guys look kind of like Barney Robo. They, they say it looks like Stephen Baldwin and Moranis. Right. Uh, which is like not the way movies usually work mm-hmm. is like, if you see a character, like if you're in a movie and you see like an actor playing a character in the movie, like if you, let's say you're playing a role in a movie, like there's a character in the movie and he sees another character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like let's say John Wick, for instance, like if you're a, like a minor character in John Wick and you see John Wick come around the corner with a gun, like he's getting ready to shoot you. You're not like, Oh dude, it's, um, it's Keanu Reeves and he's got a gun. Like, what is he going to do? You know, there's always that like suspension of disbelief where you pretend that that actor doesn't exist in that world. Right. So for some reason in Barney rubble in rubble rubble, that's not, that's not the case. Like they're like, Oh, that looks like Stephen Baldwin trapped in ice and Rick Moranis. Well, and but in Rubble Rubble and also in Rubble Rubble Two, when they get thought out, um, there's still Barney Rubbleses. Yeah, but they it's also like, called Alec Baldwin and told him that they thought that it was Stephen Baldwin, though. No, no, I'm saying, but I mean, from the you know when the, so everybody acknowledges that this is looks like Stephen Baldwin and yeah, and but they're really Rick not. Marinus. There really are Barney Rubble. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, exactly. Person. Exactly. So that's the, I mean, that that's just, to me, that's what makes this movie unique. It's like, just like if you were to watch John Wick, 
you know, you he'd be like he's John Wick. He's not he's not Keanu Reeves. He's John Wick, but like he looks like Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. But no one is like, man, dude, you look just like Keanu Reeves. Right. But in Rubble Rubble, like they see Barney Rubble. It's definitely not. Um, it's definitely not Stephen Baldwin or Marinus because they don't live in. They didn't come from the Stone Age. Neither of those actors lived in, were alive in the Stone Age. Right. So it's definitely not them. It's not the real them. It's like it's Barney Rubble. It's two of them from different dimensions. Like mm-hmm. we've already established that. Um, but then when people see them, like when Polly Shore sees them, like he thinks that they're that they look like Stephen Baldwin and Rick Moranis, and then he right. calls up Alec Baldwin, or he actually borrows Brandon Fraser's phone or steals Brandon Fraser's phone to call up Alec Baldwin because he thinks it looks like Alec Baldwin, his brother. So I wonder, does that um, sort of uh, lead or lean to saying that movies create realities? Because the the two Barney Robleses uh-huh. are Barney Robles from different realities um, that came together f- through whatever magical means. Right. So, but they're from a reality where Rick Moranis was Barney Rubble. Uh-huh. So, did that movie create that reality? Well, I mean, I don't even know if they're from realities where Moranis was Barney Rubble because, like, the whole thing with because Rick Moranis played Barney Rubble. In one of the Flintstones movies, right in the live action, the first live action Flintstone movie, I believe, and then they just it like in the in the story of Rubble Rubble Part One, Rick Moranis and Stephen Baldwin, the actors, got together and just decided to play these characters again in Rubble Rubble. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, let's play these fictional characters named Barney Rubble. One of them happens to look like you, Stephen. Like right. I'm Rick Moranis talking right now. Right. I'm like one of them happens. One of these Barney Rubbles happens. <laughs> that's the way acting works. Like the character <laughs> looks like you when you're acting and playing that character. Like one of these Barney Rubbles is looks like Stephen Baldwin. The other one looks like myself, Rick Moranis. But they're still Barney Rubble. And then we're gonna play. A, we're gonna create a movie where we play these characters. Right. And then there's also grimace in it. But in Rubble Rubble too, when they thaw, when they start thawing out the Stephen Baldwin. Barney Rubble. Uh-huh. He's Barney Rubble. Right. He's he's Barney Rubble. Yeah, he's not he's not Stephen Baldwin at all. Right. Because <laughs> this is in the movie. Like now we've we're in the movie. We're in the movie Rubble Rubble too. Like this is like let's pretend we're in this world. Like let's like for like the rest of the, or for, for at least this part of the podcast, we're gonna we're gonna like dive into where we're in the world of Rubble Rubble too. Right. Like and in this world, there's um like let's let's pretend like okay let's do this kind of like um you know if have you ever seen uh the a Christmas Carol where it's like Scrooge goes back in time and he's like standing there as a he's not there really but he's standing there watching his younger self yeah like we're kind of like that but we're in the Rubble Rubble Two world whatever I'm just trying to figure out because he said that they were um the original was those two actors got together and they wanted to make a movie yeah so they made the movie yeah so. <laughs> in the second movie, uh-huh. um, why, like, people are acknowledging that these look like those actors. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's not like, those actors. W- no, it's not. It it's, Barney, it's Barney Rubble. Right. Yeah, because if we're, like, we're sitting there, like, we're, so um, the Turtle World podcast is now, like, in the same way that Scrooge was, like, watching his younger self, we're sitting there recording the Turtle World podcast, but we're, like, we're really ghosts watching we're in the Rubble Rubble 2 world. We're watching Rubble. So as we're standing here inside Rubble Rubble 2, um, we're, we're in uh, Brendan Fraser's backyard. Mm-hmm. He owns like a nice mansion. We're chilling in the grass. Like part of it's still grass. Part of it's got a huge hole in it where they're trying to dig a pool. Mm-hmm. So we're standing there in the grass watching these guys. Like we've got our hands behind our backs, like watching these guys dig this big pool where they pulled out two large, no, three large chunks of ice out of this pool. We can see the three large chunks of ice. Two of them have Barney Rubble in them. 
Like one of these Barney Rubbles happens to look like Stephen Baldwin. The other Barney Rubble happens to look like Rick Moranis, but they're definitely Barney Rubble. Like there's like, if you were to like revive them or whatever and slap them in the face and stuff and be like, Hey, what's the last thing you remember? They'd be like, well, I remember skiing down the mountain. And before that, there was like just dinosaurs everywhere. Like in the kitchen sink was made with a dinosaur that spat of water. There's like, you know, you could ride a taxi dinosaur. Like that's the world I'm from. Like, I don't know any other world than that. Uh, and that's what both of them would say. And Grimace would be like, well, I was briefly in that world that they describe. Prior to that, I was in this pretty much, I was in this world, but I was chilling with Ronald. Ronald's house up there. <laughs> I was chilling with this guy, my man, Ronald. All right. In this world, eating hamburgers all day. Like we just used to hang out and eat hamburgers. Like it was nothing. Ronald's like, yeah. He's like, yes, that's correct. He's mm -hmm. also Satan. But we mm -hmm. don't like, we're just kind of, we like, he, he sees us. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> like, he's like, hey, how's it going? Tell me about podcast. We're like, oh, oh, oh. Like, how do you get out of this? How do you get out? Like, stop, 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 stop. I want to go back. I want to go back to the real, real, the like, real world. I'm gonna come hang out with you guys while they figure it out. <laughs> and we're here, and he's like in the chair. Yeah. He's oh. with us. <laughs> I'm like, no. How do I get to the real, real world? We don't <laughs> exist. Like the actual world. He's like, I exist in every world. This is real world. <laughs> get realer than this. <laughs> He's like, you're you're in my reality. I'm not in yours. <laughs> so then, like, okay, so Ronald's there. Mm -hmm. Um, let's pretend. <laughs> pretend he's not there <laughs> he hasn't got there yet because okay. he shows up at some point yeah but um so it's barney it's the two barney rubbles and his grimace is there he's also in a block of ice and then we see Polly shore in um and sean astin but it's their characters it's not the real Polly shore and sean astin like if i were to go up to Polly shore and be like what's your name man he'd be like my name's stoney because i think his name was stoney in encino man mm. pretty sure like 90 percent sure He'd be like, my name's Tony. I'd be like, who is Paul Shore? He'd be like, I have no idea. I've never heard that name before. And if I went to Sean Aston and said, who is Sean Aston? He'd be like, I don't know. And he'd be like, have you ever seen a movie called Goonies? He'd be like, yeah. Um, it starred, um, what's his, the other, Paul, uh, Corey Feldman. And I'd be like, yeah, but he played one character, but who was like the main character? The kid who was like at the, you know, whose house they were in at the beginning and stuff. And he'd be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. All I remember was like Corey Feldman and this dude that did the truffle shuffle. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'd be like, but like, there's, like, it's probably Corey Hames. They were in everything together. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, because they wouldn't know. And I'd be like, I'd go to Brendan Fraser and be like, my man, Brendan Fraser, like, um, or I'd be like, my man, like, what is your name? And he'd be like, well, my name's Linkovich Tchaikovsky. Because remember, they briefly called mm -hmm. him that at the beginning. So that's the name he adopted when he became a CEO. And I'd be like, do you know who Brendan Fraser is? Have you ever seen, like, George of the Jungle or any of the Mummy movies? He'd be like, no, I've never. Well, he'd be like, yeah, but they starred The Rock. Like, The Rock was the main character of the Mummy movies. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, fair enough. Because now we've established that they don't know who they are, that they're, act that they're characters in this scene. Like they're not the actors. So, okay. but then like at some point, um, Polly Shore gets in the phone and calls Alec Baldwin and says that Stephen Baldwin is here. He's trapped in ice. Mm -hmm. Cause we've established that when we did the rubble rubble too. Right. So why is, so that's the, my main question. <laughs> that's why I even wanted to do this episode. <laughs> Cause I've been staying up at night. Like this has been keeping me up at night. Like why does Polly Shore call, Alec Baldwin and say right. that your brother's here. <laughs> it's like it wouldn't, it's just like, it just bothers me. Like it just eats at my brain. I mean, not so, like literally, like it's not. Well, like, because even in their world, um, even in the world of uh, Rubble Rubble, uh -huh. um, or of Encino Man, Rick Moranis is an actor. 
I see. I he's see. Not, so he's not the he's not the character Barney Rubble, but there is an actor named okay. Rick Moranis who so, would be old in this, and that's what they're so saying. So that's the difference. Is it, it's made an, we've made an exception to that general rule where, like, in if you watch John Wick. That exists. That takes place in a world where there's no actor named Keanu Reeves, because otherwise, anyone who sees John Wick would be like, "Wow, you look exactly like Keanu Reeves." Like, not like kind of like you're literally like a hundred percent Keanu Reeves. Right. Like, anyone who sees him would immediately think that. So the so the reason that that, that doesn't happen with any of the characters in Barney Rubble, but with those specific characters, for some reason, uh, Stephen Baldwin and Rick Moranis, when people see them, they're like, "Man, that just like that's Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, that's Rick Moranis." Of course, like. Rick Moranis is probably like seventy now, right? So, like, but they so they definitely look younger. But at yeah. the same time, people think that they, people don't see. Oh, that's Barney Rubble. People say that's Rick Moranis in a Barney Rubble costume, and he's because, younger. Yeah, because well, so here's maybe the slightly thing. younger because they 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 filmed Marvel Rubble one in twenty twenty, but but they were also playing Barney Rubble who from back when they made that Flintstones movie in the nineties. So, so they, but in this world. <clears throat> The movie Rubble Rubble never uh-huh. existed. Rubble Rubble actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So the- <laughs> okay, so but like so we're just trying to establish the age of these characters. So Rubble Rubble we're in <laughs> Tea, like if, for those listening on the podcast, I'm putting the hands in my hands in a timeout sign. Like for us, that stands for two things. It's this shows double meaning. It stands for turtle war and timeout. It's a turtle timeout. <laughs> I can wrap my brain around this and also stop laughing. Um, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> um, all right. So this is a world where where rubble rubble happened. Yeah. <laughs> But they, but but the <laughs> so they, so these people they dug up out of the ice. <laughs> it's not Stephen Baldwin or Rick Moranis. It's, it's Barney, Barney Rubble. Rubble. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, they, two different Barney, they don't, Barney Rubbles. If you ask them, yeah. <laughs> so if you ask them, they don't even know who Stephen Baldwin and Rick Moranis are. Right. They'd be like, "Who are you even talking about?" Yeah, even though they have all so, <laughs> like their mannerisms and everything. But but does this take place in a world where the real Rick Moranis and Stephen Baldwin played Bunny Rubble in Rubble Rubble? Because then they'd be like, "Well, we can explain all of this." No, because this is the movie we made. No, nah. they didn't. Play, so this is a movie. Uh, this is a world where the movie the movie Rubble Rubble was never made. Right. I mean, they'd be the same as if um, you know, Paul Shore's character Stony, mm-hmm. like you said, they don't acknowledge. That there's an actor, Polly Shore. Right, right, yeah. So that never, the they're in the movie Encino Man. Yeah. <laughs> there is no movie Encino Man. Yeah, in there was Encino no, Man. yeah, exactly. So there's, so there's no life. movie called Encino Man. That's their life. So Rubble Rubble happened there. Uh-huh. Like, so that actually was like, that's like historical event for them. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, so in this world that we're in, like right now we're standing in this world, like me and you're standing in this world. Cause right, we're so like, we're in the Encino Man yeah, world. Yeah, we're in the Encino Man world. In Rubble this world Rubble. that we're in, there's no movie called Rubble Rubble. 
Right, because that actually happened. There's no Total but, War podcast. But even though, but the reason that they look like Rick Moranis mm-hmm. and Stephen Baldwin is because there is another reality where, um, <laughs> where they <laughs> this is the Total War reality where um, Stephen Baldwin and Rick Moranis made a movie called that called, movie called Rubble Rubble called Rubble Rubble, right. and that movie was the historical event that actually did happen that caused mm. these two characters to now be in frozen in the ground. Right. So that's what I'm that's what I'm saying before. So these movies they're making are like creating mm. realities. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, it's making they're, real things happen yeah, in other movies. In other movies, yeah. Yeah. So then <clears throat> I'm just trying to figure out where we go from here. So then they, they dug up these characters. They well they they're not characters, they're they're people. Show <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, some <just> respect. <laughs> they're real people in this. In this world they're real people. Yeah, so they're not characters. They're in this so, world, we're in the we're in the world of of Encino Man Two, Encino Grimace right now. Right in this world, these are real people. They dug them up. We're we're standing here like as we're so watching they called, this. To answer your question, they called Alec Baldwin because they're looking at this. They're looking through the ice and they're like, "Dude, this looks like Stephen Baldwin." Like, yeah, you know. But they wouldn't even say that. They'd say this is Stephen Baldwin. They'd say this guy right here, is Stephen Baldwin. Well, but they would they say would it looks like even, because he Stephen looks Baldwin younger. is yeah, like. But they probably wouldn't even remember that because like they'd be like Rick Moranis. Like, if I saw, like, right now, if I saw, like, a younger Stephen Baldwin, like, in his 30s or whatever, trapped in ice, I'd be like, that's Stephen Baldwin trapped in ice. Because I wouldn't even think of his older self that he is now because he hadn't been in the movies for so long. Well, except, I mean, and maybe not even Stephen uh, Baldwin because he sucks so much. Like, if you saw Rick Moranis right. yeah. from, from, you know, from and that I, time I haven't frame. seen him in a long time, too, but it would definitely occur to me that he looks way younger than he should. Right, that would be the thing. You'd be like... Yeah, I'd be like, why is he, like, 30? Like, Dude, that's Rick Moranis. I mean... Yeah, he looks like yeah, he did when he was in Ghostbusters. Right, so that the but, the first thing I would think of is, wow, that looks like Rick Moranis. Then, like, pretty, you know, if, if I was digging up a pool, <laughs> I found this guy frozen and ice. Yeah, the first thing I would think of was like, wow, that looks like super like Rick Moranis. Remember, you've already found Grimace, and he's thawed out. <laughs> he's standing right there, and like, yo, Grimace, doesn't that look like Rick Moranis? And he's like, no, that's Barney Rubble. Yeah, I'm Barney Rubble as well. <laughs> It's not sporting rubble. There's three of us. We're from different dimensions. You're like, you mean that one looks like Stephen Baldwin? <laughs> Who's Stephen Baldwin? <laughs> so, I mean, that's a fair question. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, anyway. <clears throat> we got to call this guy Grimace. There's a guy named Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. I need to call right now. Grimace is like, why? Right. And I'm like, because this person who you call Bonnie Rubble, you're calling him Bonnie Rubble. Let's say he is Barney Rubble. I'm sure he's from the Stone Age. Like you probably were. I think you say you were there. You were there with him. Yes, you were there skiing and all that. Like he tells me the backstory. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it was just yesterday. <laughs> just, just like to me, it was like a minute ago. Yeah. Like I just got. Like I just came out of it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So just a minute ago, in your in your reality, you were skiing with this dude, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, this dude you were skiing with, who is he? And he's like, he's Barney Rubble. He's he's one of me. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like okay, but to me in my world, there's an actor called Stephen Baldwin or, or Rick Moranis and right. or Rick Moranis who looks just like this dude, except like he looked like this dude a while ago. Like they're identical to him. And then the first thing that Grimace would probably say is like, is that Barney Rubble as well? Is he Barney Rubble in this reality? Because mm-hmm. the, there's some connection there. Like it's there's, like all the realities must tie together. Like that would be my first assumption as Grimace is like, oh, there's a there's a, another Barney Rubble in this universe. Because right. if someone just happens to say this guy looks just like him, so I'll be like, okay, maybe so. Well, no, because he is the role for this universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but then, like, 
but then Grimace would probably be be like concerned. So that's what because he'd be like, wait a second for Grimace because when you're like because because he might think that he might think that there's other Barney Rebels, but then he would start to be like, but wait, I'm the Grimace or I'm the Barney Rebel for this. I don't even think he's the Barney Rebel for this reality because he's in the same reality he was when he was in Stone Age. He's just fast forwarded in time, right? So he never like so. When they, when, when the, in, we're going back to Rebel World Part One. Yeah. <laughs> um, when the Barney Rebels found him, like they transported him to their time or to right. their plane of reality. To their reality. But remember, and, they weren't searching through time. They were searching through realities to yeah, find the yeah. Barney Rebels. Yeah. But then they brought, like, we talked about how Grimace went from his reality to their reality. Right. And now they're just, they're in that same reality just forward in time, like 10,000 years. So they're not in Grimace's original reality. Uh-huh. Th- and then he would figure that out. He'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like, wait a second. <laughs> we just went forward in time. So whose reality are they in? Because there were two Barney Rebelses. Yeah, but there but there's another Grimace because they're in they're in a reality because we've already established that when they when they we fast forwarded to nineteen ninety two. That's what let's say that's no, actually it's twenty twenty because it's in Cena Man part two. Yeah. Um fast forward to twenty twenty something. Let's say now, 2023. Mm-hmm. It's 2023 in this world. Right. Um, Grimace is here. <laughs> he was in the Stone Age in the same plane of reality. He just stayed in ice from the Stone Age to now. But but then Ronald shows up. So obviously this is a world where Grimace exists. But Grimace was transported into this world. So there's, there's another Grimace out there. Now there's two Grimaces in this world. Well, there's a Grimace Island. There's hundreds of Grimaces. <laughs> that's true, but there's a Grimace that's just like him. Yeah. There's one Grimace that in this world that's him. Right. Because it's that, like, he's not, when Ronald comes up to him and sees him, um, he's like, hi, Grimace. What are you doing here? Why are you chatting nice? I just saw Grimace. Like, um, and he, he was like, he could even bring Grimace with him. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, Grimace. Um, I got a weird sense that there's another Grimace that's trapped in ice somewhere. Like he, because I guess when Grimace came out of the ice, he said like he wanted a McDonald's hamburger. He said, uh, "Ronald's like Grimace. I heard someone wants a McDonald's hamburger, so I'm gonna go like check this out." And so he's like, "You want to come with me?" And Grimace is like, "Sure." So then he brings a Grimace with him. Now there's two Grimaces. Yeah. So well, I mean, so but like Ronald would just be like, "God, there can't be two Grimaces," and he's like, one of them would just like. You know, like Thanos snapped his fingers. Oh, but that would just end so. the whole that in the whole storyline. We gotta like we gotta make a storyline where he survives. Like we can't, it can't end there. The, the grimace. Would he make the grimace that he knows from the the one because, standing so, right next to him disappear, so or the one who was trapped in ice? The one who was next to him, because Ronald like already knows he he knows the Barney Rubble theory and everything because uh-huh. he's like he's like cosmically powered. Right. He knows so the, <laughs> so, so the grimace he brought with him is not a Barney Rubble. He's just a grimace. Right, he's just a grimace. He he has no connection to Barney the, Rubble. The so they're in <laughs> they're in one of the either Rick Moranis's reality or Stephen Baldwin's right. Reality. Yes, yes, they have to be in one of theirs. Because well, not everybody, well. Actually, they're in one of those two Barney Rubbles's reality, not actual Rick Moranis or Stephen Baldwin. That's what I mean. So yeah. because they had to start somewhere. So one yeah. of them, you know, let's say Stephen Baldwin came over to Rick Moranis's uh, reality. Right. So like, they're in Rick Moranis's reality. Yeah. In those, they're in those, and then Grimace. So now they're the all in the Rick Moranis Barney Rubbles right. reality. Right. So Ronald knows all that. He knows about the Barney Rubble theory that if any Barney Rubble dies, then all Barney Rubbles die. Uh, he understands that they all. He's like a multi-dimensional <clears throat> being. Yeah, and he understands that they've all been taught it. So he knows that just his own personal preference, he doesn't want two grimaces. I see. So he's, gonna, <laughs> he's like, one he, grimace is enough. He just makes one of the grimaces disappear, but he knows he can't make the Barney Rubble grimace disappear because then, then all, all the Barney, Barney Rubbles will, will die. die. But then, like, if... Um, 
And his grimace is just a grimace. He's not a Barney Rubble. Right. So he doesn't have that like dual purpose. Right. He's like, you know what? You're expendable. Yeah. And then like, the grimace is like, no. But then, like, you know, so I would feel bad for that grimace for a second because yeah. then we would see all that. Like we're standing here in this plane of right. reality and we see like the, th- the, th- the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the other guys are standing there watching. <laughs> the cops are there. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are there why are there two grimaces? And then McDon- and then Ronald makes one of the grimaces like yeah. disappear slowly and they're like, We I think we we have to arrest them now. It's like slowly and painfully. They're like, Why are there two grimaces? He's like, Why are there two good point? He's like and they just like, like snaps ah. he slowly it's yeah. like he slowly disintegrates. It gets it's kinda like um in the end of uh well the spoilers for that, that movie Ghost and then it goes for like yeah. these things stuck them down to hell. Yeah. Like that's they basically what happens. That's basically what happens to Grimace. And that's actually because we it, for those of us for those if you've heard Rubble Rubble Part 2 like there's a hell like they all they go to hell in that yeah so that's how that happens okay like Ronald can send you to hell that's what he does so eventually if I don't even know if we're gonna actually get to Part 3 <laughs> in this episode <laughs> but eventually we discussed that Part 3 is Grimace going to hell well, to and that save. could be how he got there because he, well, it's say, not he the just same. runs into the other Grimace well, down there it, was, the Barney Rubble Grimace goes to save the other Goes yeah, to say, that, because they took food from Ronald. And apparently, uh, if you take food from the devil, then you end up in hell. True. So, so there would be two two grimaces down there. Yeah. But then, uh, oh, maybe that's how the one grimace gets back, or like saves the Barney Rolls from hell. He's like, I know Ronald based on previous experience. I know Ronald only wants there to be one grimace. Mm-hmm. So come with me, and I'll like, and then he, they go into Ronald's throne room or whatever, which is like just flaming hamburgers and stuff, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, they see Grimace already there, like the Grimace that he sent to hell. Mm-hmm. Ronald's there with them. He's like, you know, you can accompany me in hell. And then when the Grimace, who's also Barney Rubble, like walks into the throne room, he's Madonna, Ronald's like, there can't be two Grimaces anywhere. So he snaps his fingers, and that Grimace disappears. But if you're in hell, and you disappear. You go back to the real world. But he's got like gives him, he's given those two Barney Rubbles like a hug or something at the same time where they disappear with them because if he's like grabbing onto them, they also disappear. Mm-hmm. Like they just spreads to all of them. So then that's how he gets them out of hell. Okay. And then they're back on, like, in the, um, they're in Rick Moranis Barney's reality, but in 2023 at uh, Brendan Fraser's house again. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, pop back up. <laughs> like, he's having dinner. Like, this is, like, three weeks oh, later. So they went to hell in that first scene. I thought, um... The third movie was the story of Grimace going to save them from hell. Yeah, it's super brief. Okay. It's like what happens <laughs> is, movie. yeah, this is a short movie. So what happens is like Ronald sends the other, his friend Grimace to hell, mm-hmm. like the Grimace that he knows and grew up with. Um, and then the he sends the two Barney Rubbles is also to hell because they like asked for a hamburger or something. I guess mm-hmm. that's how they got to hell. Like this happens like back to back. Like And then Grimace is the only one still there out of the original people. And he's like really sad that his other Barney Rubbles went to hell because if they, it's kind of like the the Barney Rubble theory. If one Barney Rubble dies, they all die. If one Barney Rubble's in hell, they're all in hell. But he's just in hell mentally, mm-hmm. like he just can't handle it. Like he's like he hope he closes his eyes and sees flames, right? Because his friends Barney Rubble are in hell. So like he's like I can't deal with this. Like that he's good of friends with them. Well, I guess not because he's that good of friends with them, but because he's, he's also a Barney Rubble. He's known for a total like, like two and a half hours. Yeah, so not really his <laughs> friends, but it's so the reason he experiences that is right. because he's one of them. He's a Barney Rubble, and they're in hell. If one Barney Rubble's in hell, like. He's he might not be literally in hell, but he experiences hell. Like okay. his like it becomes like where he closes his eyes and he's, he feels the flames of the hellfire. Right. So he's like, I got to get these guys out of here. Like I don't care about them. Like he he doesn't know them. He's barely even met them. 
And they also tried to bury him in an avalanche. <laughs> so, like he doesn't really like even their company, but he has to rescue them. So he has to, so he can rescue himself from hell. Okay. Internally. Like he has to rescue his mind from hell. So that's when he goes down there and like, and meets, goes up to Ronald and then Ronald transports him back. So then, but then when he transported him back to earth, like the time passes in hell, the same way it passes on regular planet. Mm-hmm. So like, Let's say it took him three weeks. It took Grimace three weeks to figure out how to get to hell and rescue them. Mm-hmm. So then when he comes back to Brendan Fraser's house, it's three weeks later. They made the swimming pool. Like, they just kids playing in it and stuff. Right. And Brendan Fraser didn't tell them anything about Grimace or um, or Barney Rubble because he didn't. He was like, you know, I don't want to deal with that. I didn't even mention it in the original Encino Man. I don't want to mention it now. Let's have a pool party. Right. Like, it's Saturday. There's, like, his kids have a birthday. And then uh, to <laughs> ask <I'm> like, buddy, <laughs> uh, didn't we just find like a couple Barney Rubbleses and like? But that was like three weeks ago. Like they they went to hell. Like they so they they made a they're having a pool party. Like so uh, the, basically the way, on this storyline, um, sto- no, no, I'm saying because um, Link is like doesn't want to talk about it. He's like, I don't, I didn't talk about it then. I don't want to talk about it now. Oh, yeah. It's kind of hard not to talk about, like, the fact that Ronald McDonald just took, like, these two Barney Rubbles to hell, and then Grimace apparently went out. But then he still doesn't want to talk about it. He's like, you know, we're just going to finish this pool. Like, I'll just get another contractor. Like, Mm -hmm. you guys go home. He says he says this to to, um, Polly Shore and Sean Esten. He's like, you guys go back to your van or whatever. I'm going to find can actually know how to build a pool. I'm not going to tell them anything about that that we just dug up two Barney. I'm hoping they don't dig up anything else. Right. We just finish this pool, and then they finish the pool in a couple of weeks. They finish the pool. He doesn't even invite Sean Astin and Polly Shore over for the pool party. He mm-hmm. has a pool party. It's like the grand opening of this pool. Mm-hmm. And then, like next thing you know, these kids are this kid's going off the diving board, and like uh, Grimace with two Barney Rubbles just appears there, and he's like, oh, "Thank God I'm not in hell." And then like the kid smacks Grimace's face with his with his face. It's actually Brandon Fraser's son in this. Oh, or like the kids going to dive, and then all of a sudden, yeah. like a uh, hell portal opens up. And they jump out, and the kid yeah. goes, oh, no. The kid goes into hell. <laughs> <laughs> now Brendan Fraser has to save his kid from hell. Yeah. That's part four. <laughs> rubble, rubble, Link's journey. <laughs> part four, four. Link has to save his son from Ronald McDonald. <laughs> and he's like, Grimace, help me. And Grimace is like, you didn't help me. Yeah. That's what he says, like, at the pool party <laughs> in front of all these people. He's like, Grimace, help me get my kid out of hell. <laughs> The people didn't even know it was just like a hell portal. Yeah. They just saw this weird, like orange glowing thing open up, and the, but Brendan Fraser knew exactly what was going on because he was there. Well, and, and they see a orange glowing thing open up in the middle of the pool. They probably assume and they see it gets a portal yeah. and two cavemen <laughs> jump out of it. Jump out like thank God we're not in hell anymore. Yeah. Just do that kick away. <laughs> like, oh if anything, hell. at least Brendan Fraser's wife would be like, oh my gosh, you gotta you gotta go into hell and save him. Jump into the portal, but then he tries to jump in and it's already closed and he just yeah. does a dive into the pool. And he's like swimming around the bottom. And then when he comes up, she's like, "No, you gotta go to actual hell." And yeah. Like, and they're like, "Oh, like that." He's like, "I gotta go to hell. I gotta somehow. I gotta fight the devil and everything." And like Ronald's like there, and he's like in like some sort of floaty. He's like, "This is gonna be rough, man." <laughs> like, wait, no, you are the one. He's like, like "Oh, he's just like my son accidentally just dove into hell. Can you just can you just like bring him back? Like be like, here you go, here's your son." Gosh, I'm trying to swim. He's <laughs> like, I'm trying to he's like, the party. Why do you do that? That's my goal to get kids down there. Like, yeah. why am I just going to give this kid back? Like, the whole thing with McDonald's is like, that's what happens when you eat the hamburgers. Yeah, <laughs> that's why that's, that's why the Barney Rolls even went to hell <laughs> in the first place because they ate a hamburger. <laughs> in this conversation, for like hundred people that have no idea what's going on. He's like, read that sign. Two, you know, two hundred billion sold. 
If you read it closely, it says like S-O-U-L-D. Yeah, sold. Get it? So you understand now. You wink to everybody. <laughs> and then disappears. Like he does a little, he, like he spins around and makes a little whirlpool and then disappears yeah. into it. And grimaces back there. He's like, I was trying to warn you. <laughs> no one ever listens. <laughs> so that's, um, I guess that's kind of Rubble Rubble 3. Mostly oh. Rubble Rubble 2, but also 3. Yeah. Yeah, I think we more just delve deeper into Rubble Rubble. I don't think we really <laughs> yeah. address Rubble Rubble 3 yet. We never really even broke it down into specific movies. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, so we definitely got a lot deeper into Rubble Rubble. I still would like to come up with a Rubble Rubble 3, like a definitive. Because um, I don't think the jumping into hell, yeah. like that would be like we'll, a we'll, five-minute movie. We'll call this episode Rubble Rubble 2A. Yeah. A Rubble Rubble 2.2. Rubble Rubble and Cena Grimace again. <laughs> It's, it's this episode is called okay so the last last week's episode was rubble rubble and Sino grimace part one we just uh-huh. had to go back and change it to part one yeah this uh, this episode you're listening to right now is rubble rubble and Sino grimace part two okay fair enough so um i think that pretty thoroughly covered at least that one at least in Sino grimace yeah i'd say it was a pretty good episode um i think i think we can safely say that we've uh successfully um covered in Sino grimace so we officially yes. now have two we have the first Rubble Rubble, we have Rubble Rubble and Sino Grimace, and that's been thoroughly, so now we need to go back and um, come up with the <laughs> Rubble Rubble Part 3, which I don't even know. Uh, we kind of Maybe we'll do that for the, the, the second anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, But anyways, uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, if you like Rubble Rubble, uh, so do we. It's really awesome. If you're getting tired of hearing about Rubble Rubble, uh, we'll do something different next week. But... Um, until then, uh, don't forget, we've got the Turtle War Hotline. Give us a call. Talk about anything you want. The number there is 646-926-6211. Check us out at turtlewars.net. Um, Remember, and, and, listening to the Turtle War podcast is half the battle. The rest of your life is the other half. Peace out, people.